the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. We thought it would be nice to check in with our friend Pete Peterson, who not only can comment on just how this develops with young kids in academia, but he is also uh, a Santa Monica resident, and you know him. He is the Dean and Braun Family Dean's Chair. He's a senior fellow at the Davenport Institute for Public Engagement and the School of Public Policy at Pepperdine, and he joins us right now. Pete Peterson, good morning, and are you staying safe in Santa Monica? Yeah, we are, Jen and Don. Good to be with you both. It's been an amazing few days here in Santa Monica, for sure. We really miss you. And uh, there have been calls for your police chief to resign. Take us through Sunday and Monday, just what the last several days have been like for Santa Monica residents. Yeah, well, well, Sunday morning started off as it as it does uh, so often in these last months with uh, with video online church here in the morning with our Santa Monica church. That's right. It's our new then normal, right? Then, uh, we turn on the computer. That's right. That's right. Then about uh, then about twelve thirty, uh, I took my daughter for a walk. We just walked down to Ocean Avenue. We live only about six blocks from Ocean Avenue, and uh, started walking towards the pier. And I noticed that there were some. Uh, police car lights going on, and as we got a little bit closer, I could see that the police, uh, Santa Monica police, were setting up some barricades uh, for the march that was going to happen right there on Ocean Avenue. Uh, We walked back to the apartment, uh, turned the TV on, and basically sat transfixed for Mm. the next four or five hours to see what what began as a peaceful march just completely degenerate. Um, I drove through downtown on Monday on my way up to campus at Pepperdine and to see uh, just the radical changes there uh, from the graffiti to the blown out windows to the National Guardsmen standing on corners. Um, Just amazing what has happened here in the last 72 hours. Well, as you were watching that coverage unfold, one of the things that struck me, I'm curious about your thoughts uh, that ran ran through your mind as you watch this. We've spoken to you before about your work documenting the, uh, I think, in the top 60 universities, the indoctrination that happens at universities. We can also probably state with some certainty that that bleeds into K through 12 as well. As I watched these riots, I was struck by the number of young individuals that were participating in 20 to 25 young mostly men and i wondered what pete peterson would think about the impact that the education system has had in the mindset of people that think it's okay to go out and behave this way and i can tell you don said wwpt he said what would pete think about this (laughs) seriously your your analysis about the education system has stuck with me ever since we interviewed you on that um months ago what 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 thoughts do you have about the response 
responsibility that our uh, education system has had in its impact in the way that these kids have been acting. Well, I think there's something about these particular protests when they've turned violent. Uh, The violence has gone against what is perceived to be the haves, right? And I tweeted out actually on Monday that this is in many ways the fulfillment of the haves versus the have-not mentality, uh, which unfortunately is taught in too many schools, right? I mean, you see even some of the graffiti that says, Capitalism is murder and capitalism is theft. And these right. this kind of mentality that drives the thinking of the young that for those that may be financially successful, that somehow they got that through ill-gotten gains. We're, we're seeing some of that now in the midst of the violent part of the protest. Now, there's obviously an extremely, and I know you two have been great at covering this, there's a very valid set of arguments sure. that are being carried forth in the protests. But when they've turned into the riots, that part of the riots, and certainly you see it in the graffiti across the country, there's this turn towards uh, this anti-capitalism mantra that certainly is something that's being inculcated in our school systems. Now, you know, can, just a quick yeah. follow up. That's what you're what you're describing is the oppressor versus the oppressed. That yep. is the central focus of cultural Marxism. In fact, Marxism yep. itself. That is uh, that these kids are are being uh, filled with. Right, and and along with that, of course, there's an excuse given to pillage a van store on the corner of Fourth and Broadway, a store <laughs> right. that I've been into, much less. Uh, at least 150 other local businesses just in Santa Monica that uh, that were damaged on Sunday. I just feel like America is the solution. This push it, with push towards socialism, uh, it just keeps people uh, oppressed. It makes people feel like there is a, a possibility of everyone being on the same playing field. And unfortunately, that's just not how it is. I, I know we're all spiritual people here, and I think we can celebrate that God made us all different, gave us all different walks in life, and we can help each other along and empower each other without preaching that everybody needs to be the same in all ways. And I think we should be celebrating that more. Pete Peterson is our guest. You can follow him on Twitter right now at Pete, the number four, C-A. He's a Braun Family Dean's Chair at Pepperdine School of Public Policy, Senior Fellow at the Davenport Institute and Co-Director of the American Project. And Pete lives in Santa Monica in addition to his great commentary on what's going on on college campuses across the country. Pete, there's a call for the Santa Monica Police chief to resign. We talked about the violence, and it seemed to me, in particular in Santa Monica, that the police, under someone's direction, seemed to stay with the peaceful protesters and did not go into the areas that were being destroyed by looters and people out there defacing public property. Was that your experience, too? And do you think there's any teeth to this uh, this effort to get the Santa Monica police chief to resign? Well, I think there is. This movement is going to grow. I know Chief Renault, and and I believe her to be actually an excellent police chief. I'm sure that I may be in the minority here in my neighborhood here in Santa Monica, but I I just think that the system got completely overwhelmed on Sunday. You're absolutely right to say, and I think this is actually part of the strategy that we're seeing in other cities, that the focus of the police force is around the peaceful protesters and then three or four blocks away, in this case, Santa Monica Place and the whole Third Street Promenade are basically left unprotected. The question then becomes, would there have been enough police? And I remember as I was watching the scenes on TV on Sunday, just 
speaking with my wife and saying, you know, I think we're learning how few police there actually are relative mm-hmm. to the size, scale, and scope of something like this. Everything changed when the National Guardsmen got on the scene, and frankly, we just needed them here sooner. That show of strength. The Absolutely. Yep. Pete Peterson, we love, we love you. We love that you were here. Please come back and oh. give us updates. It's always such an interesting conversation when you're here. Follow Pete right now at Pete4, the number 4, C-A. Uh, great stuff there, Pete. Thanks so much, and stay safe, okay? Thanks so much. Great to be with you both. Great to be Thank have you. you with us. All right, that was Pete Peterson. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Do the riots make any sense? While there is clearly an understandable rationale behind peaceful protests over the death of George Floyd, what purpose can there be in looting, destroying businesses, and engaging in more acts of violence against innocent people? How is justice served by piling injustice on top of injustice? There's no logic to this except for that of mysterium iniquitatis, Latin for the mystery of evil. The sacking and burning of businesses, the breakdown of order, the embrace of chaos is not rational. It's not just destructive, it's self-destructive. Much of what is happening has nothing to do with race or economics or politics or ideology. Some things are too big for us to handle on our own. It's time for Americans to pray about the crises that have engulfed us. I'm Jerry Boyer. Sponsored by ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom.